there. This is the Teacher Biz Podcast, and I'm your host, Heather O'Donnell. If you are listening to this right now and you're someone who wants more freedom in your life, more flexibility in your schedule, then I would love to guide you through a week of jumpstarting your teacher biz and taking the very first actions that you should take to build your business. Let's do it together, shall we? It's called the Plan Your Teacher Biz Challenge, and I'm going to guide you through how a teacher biz makes money, planning for success in your teacher biz, deciding on your business topic and who your customer should be. And then I'm going to help you actually name your business. And I'll teach you the science of choosing a good business name. If you are ready to make 2024 the year that you start your teacher biz that you've been dreaming about, if you want to be clear on exactly what steps you need to take to start and how to make those big decisions, then I have to tell you, you can't afford to miss this. Go to teacherbiz.com forward slash challenge right now to sign up and join me. These trainings are so detailed, so in-depth, so valuable. The strategies that I'm giving away are really gold and I will be live with you. I will be teaching you live, which is not something that I usually do for free. Plus, each class even comes with a workbook to help you implement what you're learning, which I know as teachers, we love a good workbook. If you are someone who listens to this podcast every week, if you enjoy learning from me, you need to be a part of this challenge. You have to do it. It is time for you to take this to the next level. So go sign up right now at teacherbiz.com forward slash challenge. And if you are a new listener, welcome. And also something made you click this episode and want to listen. Something about a teacher biz is intriguing to you. The plan your teacher biz challenge is the perfect way for you to learn about running your own teacher biz. So go sign up right now. You can sign up and save your free spot at teacherbiz.com forward slash challenge. The plan your teacher biz challenge is starting so soon and I know it will be such a game changer for you. I have so many great surprises in store for my challengers and I want you to be there. So go sign up right now at teacherbiz.com forward slash challenge and let's bring those dreams of yours to life together. This is going to be a little bit different kind of episode than we usually do here on the Teacher Biz Podcast. I have some personal stories that I want to share with you today that I don't think I've ever really talked about, especially not publicly before. I want to tell you about how I left teaching and why I decided that an online business was right for me. And if you are someone who is still in the classroom, I think that it will be really helpful for you to hear my decision-making process. And even if you're not in the classroom, if you are someone who was a teacher or who has a teaching background or has worked in a school or has something that they want to teach, then I think you will also find things that you relate to, some things that might be helpful to you as you decide if a teacher business is right for you, if you want to do this online business thing anyway, and why it might may or may not be the right fit for you. It's not that long ago that I was walking in your shoes. I remember driving to work every day and feeling trapped. 
because I had gone to school, I got a master's, I got the job that my friends couldn't get. And yet, for me, teaching wasn't as fulfilling as I always thought that it would be. The focus was more on test scores than on humans, and I was so limited in the impact that I could actually make. I just want to tell you what I wish I could go back and tell the kindergarten teacher version of myself, and that is just how much is waiting for you beyond the classroom. How you can use your teacher skills and the experience you fought for with this fancy thing called the internet to make a limitless impact that just isn't possible within the walls of your classroom. You can build a business around your life that brings you actual fulfillment along with a living that you can actually live on and a pay scale that's determined by you instead of your district. There's more than one way to be a teacher and spoiler alert, I am not talking about teachers pay teachers and that is not your only option. I know this is possible because I've done it myself. I stopped teaching to stay home with my kids and in the margins of my day, I have built a solid life-giving online business that has helped hundreds of thousands of families, replaced my teacher income several times over, and given me the flexibility that I crave as a mom of two little kids. I love my business. I am having fun in this job that I've created for myself and I just wanna teach you everything I know because I know that if I can do this, you can do this too. Hit subscribe and get ready to learn how to build a profitable business with a lot less effort than it takes to run a classroom. So I just want to take a second here in the beginning to look back on everything that we had to go through to be teachers. We had to go through four years of college, at least. In most states, you also need a master's degree to teach. So you might have gone to school further to get one of those. In my state of Connecticut, you can start teaching without a master's, but then I think you have to get one within two years. You had to spend something like 12 or 13 weeks as a student teacher in an unpaid position to learn from someone who has done this job before. And then you had to pay to take tests to get certified. It was expensive. It was hard. And you did all of that. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for doing all of that. I'm proud of me for doing all of that. But man, was that hard to get a career that pays not that well, if we're being honest. I know it varies wildly state to state. I was making less than $50,000 a year as a teacher, and I'm in a really expensive state. Things cost a lot of money here. We invest so much into becoming teachers, and the truth of the matter is that teachers just are not paid their worth. I think. Everyone listening to the show right now can agree with that. No matter what the number is, it is never enough. So I've never shared my full backstory of my journey into teaching, but I didn't always know that I wanted to be a teacher. I did not think that when I was young. I actually, growing up, thought that I wanted to be a lawyer because to me, there were two jobs that made a lot of money. One was a doctor and that just wasn't right for me. I'm not a doctory person. <laughs> and the other job was a lawyer. And so I thought, okay, I picked that one. I want to be a lawyer. And then my whole childhood, I was very young, like five years old when I made that decision. My whole childhood, I thought that I would want to be a lawyer straight through to my second year of college. That was my plan. And then eventually in college, I realized that that wasn't right for me. And I still didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So I did not get a job straight out of college. I had ended up majoring in English and social sciences. I was a double major because 
I always like to do things, or at least I used to always like to do things in the hardest possible way. So I did not get a job straight out of college. It was 2009 when I graduated, and it wasn't a great economic situation at that time. There weren't a lot of jobs to be had, and I didn't have any experience or skills that would help me to get a job that I thought paid well enough to have. I actually worked in a bookstore for a long time in college and after college, but it was just a part-time little thing that I loved but did not pay the bills. Finally, I got a job, gosh, a while after graduating college, and I worked as an admin for a year for this company making like $11 an hour doing tasks that were just boring and not exciting and not interesting and tedious and definitely not what I wanted for my life. And then finally, it was in that job that I decided I wanted to teach, that I wanted to do something more, that I wanted to do something active. And I thought teaching would be fun. I loved children. And, you know, I had an English major. I had a background that helped me get into school to get my master's. And so I went back to school teaching. I got a master's in elementary education. It was an accelerated night program. It was crazy. It was a year of interning. I was an intern in a school to pay to get my master's. So I was working in a school during the day and then going to school, grad classes at night. And then when that was finally finished, I was student teaching. And then all of the tests to be certified. My goodness, what an intensive process. And finally, I was a certified teacher remember too, right? All of those hoops that you had to jump through to be able to teach. And I worked my tail off to get a job. There were not a lot of jobs out there to get. Most of my friends that I went to school with to be a teacher did not get a teaching job their first year out, but I hit the ground running. I really worked my tail off to get a job. I was sending out resumes in the actual physical mail along with so many emails. And I was calling schools to tell them that I should work there. I was just doing all of these things, trying to get a job. And I had a bunch of interviews for jobs that I did not get. And finally, I got a teaching job in a really inner city school. And I wanted to work there because I wanted to change the world as a teacher. I felt like I could have such a positive impact by being a bright light in a place that was sometimes kind of dark. And I thought I could just love on my students and teach them and that it would be okay no matter what kind of environment I was in, no matter what kind of limited resources we had. I was just so naive and optimistic about it. And yet, the school year started, and teaching for me was really rough, like right from the get-go, right in that first class that I had as a first-year teacher. I mean, I think being a first-year teacher is kind of rough for anyone, right? Because you're learning this whole new job, and no matter what you did before you get into your own classroom, it doesn't really prepare you in the way that it does when your door shuts and you're kind of on your own. So there was all of that, and then a layer above that was that the school that I was teaching in was just so drastically mismanaged, no support and such limited resources. And the teachers were amazing, but there was just only so much that we could do. I was getting attacked by students in 
just a crazy way that I couldn't ever imagine happening in a public school classroom. No one in my administration really even cared about that fact because it was kindergarten after all. And what kind of damage could they do? I would come home from school with bruises all over my body, which is not something that should ever happen as a teacher. And that's extreme. Like that story, I don't really share that part of my story because it is so extreme and not necessarily something that people can always relate to. I hope that's not happening to you where you are in your classroom. But I think the part that is so relatable is not having the support of the administration in the way that you need it to be and having to do all of these things that really shouldn't fall as your job as a teacher. You know, in addition to that, I poured my own paycheck back into buying supplies for my classroom and students would ruin them, destroy them. Nothing was ever done about any of that. I never had anyone backing me up. And all of that to say, don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved my students. I cared about them so much, probably too much. I would wake up in the middle of the night worried about them. I never had that ability to disconnect and compartmentalize in the way that I think the best teachers can. I was too invested. My kids in this very inner city school, they would come in hungry. A lot of them didn't have a lot of provisions at home. So they would come in hungry. They would eat breakfast in school. And it was kindergarten. They were babies. And so, of course, they all needed help opening their packages and getting ready to eat and all of the things. And they would eat breakfast in the classroom. And my room was pretty close to the office. So they only had five minutes to eat their breakfast before the instructional time of the day had to start. And my administrator would come into the classroom and tap his watch to tell me that my five and four-year-old students had to throw away their breakfast so we could move on with our day. That is just sick. It's, It's so sick. Now as a adult in a way that I don't think I really was quite yet, even though age-wise I was, but I hadn't I hadn't grown up quite as much as I have at this point in my life. There is no way that you could tell me at 36 years old to tell a child to throw away their breakfast and I would actually do that thing. I would say no, and I would absolutely refuse to do that now. But at 25, as a first-year teacher, I did it. I felt like my job was on the line and I had to do that and it made me sick. There's so many other little snippets of stories that I could tell you, but I'll suffice it to say it was just such an unhealthy situation. And then that was just the first year, but several years went on and every year there was something new. Every year I had one student in my classroom that wasn't getting the support that they needed who was violent every single year that I taught in this school. And I was often feeling the brunt of that. I don't think there's a single year that I came home without an an injury. I had been kicked in the head by students and concussed, like just things that should never, ever happen inside of a classroom. And my husband and I got married. We weren't even engaged when I started teaching there. And that was kind of a bright thing to celebrate, to be planning a wedding and have having that to look forward to. And then we got married and it was a great distraction from 
the hard stuff I was going through working there. But we were married and we'd been married for a little bit and we were talking about having kids. And I had always wanted to be a mom. We we knew that was the direction that we were heading. And I just could not fathom being pregnant working at that school. I like couldn't even wrap my head around that. I knew that wouldn't be a safe situation for me. And I couldn't imagine being a mom working at that school too and coming home to my children and being so drained from working in a situation like that. So as the stars would align right around that same time when my husband and I were having that what should we do kind of a conversation, my administrator, who was a straight up nightmare, wanted to move me to fifth grade from kinder because the school needed a fifth grade teacher. And I love and respect all the fifth grade teachers listening to this, but me, I am not a fifth grade teacher. I am a kindergarten teacher. I did a year in first grade and I was flexible with that. And I loved first grade actually. But just my personality and what I had been practicing for all those years, I was for the little kids and I wasn't a fifth grade teacher. So, so much respect to those of you who are. I'm not saying anything wrong about fifth grade, but it wasn't right for me. I was not going to make that switch. And I dug my heels in and we had a face off. She would not budge. It was a new administrator by then, by the way. It's a different administrator than I had about the breakfast situation. Funny story, actually. I thought that he was the worst administrator I could ever imagine. And I was so excited when our school got a new principal. And one of the paras who was just such a bright light in that place said to me, the devil you know is is better than the devil you don't know. And boy, was she right. Oh, my God. Because our new administrator was a straight up nightmare. She was even worse than he was. And she had less of an idea about what to do. So we had this face off. I was not going to move to fifth. She wouldn't budge. Neither would I. And I ended up quitting. I quit the job. And it was a hard decision to make. It was stressful. And yet, looking back at that, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. I am so glad I left that job. It opened up every opportunity that followed in my life. But at the time, it felt rough. Has that ever happened to you where it just felt like, man, what do I do here? Where do I go? Am I really going to stand up to this person? But then looking back, you can see like, yes, that was happening for me. That is exactly what I needed to push me to actually take the action that I needed to take. I can tell you that is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. But afterwards, I was unemployed for a little bit. I had some time on my hands. I painted my kitchen. I vividly remember painting my kitchen. It had this really ugly sponge paint. When we bought this house, all of the rooms had sponge paint, (laughs) which, you know, used to be the trend, right? So one by one, room by room, we had been eliminating the sponge paint and the kitchen fell to me. It was just the perfect timing. I had some time. I painted my kitchen and I applied to loads of teaching jobs. And while I was unemployed, I started my first little blog that I told you about here on the podcast back on episode 28. It was that time when I started dipping my toe into online business And of course, that has really evolved over time ever since. 
Okay, friend, I have to jump in here and interrupt for a minute to ask, have you joined the Plan Your Teacher Biz Challenge yet? If not, go to teacherbiz.com forward slash challenge and sign up right now. I care enough to remind you about this because I know how good it is. I know how helpful it will be to you and I really don't want you to miss out. So this is your chance to have my help with the business that you want to create. Go to teacherbiz.com forward slash challenge and save your spot now. You know, while that first little blog didn't make me a ton of money, it absolutely led me to where I am today. And then about a month later, I ended up getting a great job as a reading coach in a wonderful school. So I wasn't actually unemployed all that long, but I kept my little blog going and I worked on it in the mornings and after school. And really, I fell in love with learning about online business and how to make money online. I only worked at that great reading coach job for about a year, even though I loved that school and I loved the people I worked with because then I had my son and I wanted to stay home and be with him. I was determined to figure out how to make money online. I saw other people doing it. I wanted to do it too. And it took me a while to figure out, friends. I mean, you can hear that whole story about the little blog back on episode 28. I encourage you to listen to that one. But I ran it for four years and it was never replace my teacher income kind of profitable. A few years later, after I'd been running that blog for a while, I was either pregnant with my second child, my daughter, or we were planning for her. And my blog was making, you know, enough money for maybe a takeout dinner once a month, nothing that was going to pay the bills. And I remember having this conversation with my husband talking about when I would go back to teaching because we could live on my husband's salary, but there was nothing extra. There was no room for anything extra. The budget was really tight and we had to be strategic and it was a little bit stressful. So we knew I would have to go back to making some kind of money for our family at some point. We were talking about when I would go back to teaching and I said, if I even have to go back, like maybe I won't have to. And he said to me, oh, you're going to have to because, you know, we can't just live on my salary forever. So at least when she starts kindergarten and they're in school full time, that's when you'll definitely need to go back. And I mean, he wasn't bossing me. We were just talking about it. But that was what his line of thinking was. And my line of thinking was, but what if, what if my little blog can make enough money that I can make enough money doing that? And I I don't have to go back to teaching because I could run my online business instead. And he was like, oh, for sure. You know, if if your business makes money, then of, of course that's an option. But figure out how to make it make money first. And we laughed about it a little bit. But I remembered that because to me, it was still a possibility. Even though it hadn't happened yet, I thought maybe it could still happen. Maybe maybe I can figure this out. And maybe that's what the future holds for me. I think, you know, the ending to that, right? And then not so long after that, I started kindergarten ready and 
I knew what to do going into that business and I was fired up about it and I took the right steps in the right order for once and it made all the difference in the world. And then I did replace my teacher salary with kindergarten ready. I was making as much money in my online business as I did in my teaching job. And I remember having a moment where I remember that conversation with my husband and I thought, wow, we didn't really think that I would be able to do this thing. And I did. My online business has completely changed my life. And at this point, gosh, I've three or four X'd my teacher income. I have more than replaced my teacher income. I have more than doubled the income of my family. I have completely changed what the future looks like for us instead of scrimping to save and cover any extra expenses. Now we have dreams of doing new things, doing bigger things. We're able to go on a vacation, which would not have been an option before. We're planning to move into another house that fits our family better because, gosh, we were not even engaged when we bought this house and did not know what the future would look like with children. We're not planning for that. And so now that we have a family, we would like things to be a little bit different. So my business is what makes that possible for my family. And that, my friend, is the story of how I left the classroom and became an online business owner. So why am I sharing this whole backstory with you? What does this have to do with you? Well, it's really the big motivation behind me starting Teacher Biz. I know you might be right in that same position that I used to be. You might be looking at your options and trying to figure it out. You might be feeling trapped within the walls of your classroom and feeling like because you did all of this work to become a teacher that you're kind of stuck there and that you couldn't start over because you couldn't imagine going back to school and getting another degree to have a different job. And I want to share with you that there is another way that you have other options, that your teacher skills are 100% transferable. And that you could have the same career that I have because really we're not that different, you and me. I think we have the same goals and I think we have other similarities deep down inside of us about who we are as people and the impact that we want to make in this world. And my friend, I want you to hear me when I say that if I can do this, you can do this too. I know I say that to you all the time, but I'm going to keep repeating it until you believe me. If I can do this, you can do this too. And I just want to share with you what I know and everything that I've learned along the way to make your journey easier. That's why I created Teacher Biz. That is why I built out this whole second business. I didn't need to. I could have stuck with kindergarten ready and taken more days off, honestly. I could have done that. And yet, I am so passionate about helping the teacher on the other side of those earbuds. I want to teach you what I know and help you along the way. There is so much opportunity out there on the other side of your computer screen. So much. 
And just remembering everything that you poured into becoming a teacher, you can learn how to run a teacher biz for less than the price of an iPhone, really. I mean, you can learn how to run a teacher biz for free by listening to this podcast and and joining my email list and taking advantage of all of my free resources. And I hope that you will do that. And then when you get really serious about doing it on a deeper level and taking that action and having me hold your hand through the whole process, you could join my signature course, Teacher Biz Blueprint, which isn't actually open right now, but it will be opening up soon. So that should be maybe on your radar if this is something you're serious about. I would love to help you do that foundational work in months, not the years that it took you to become a teacher, even the biggest investment that you can make into your education for an online business you could do for less than the price of an iPhone, which is just so small compared to the gigantic investment that it took you to become a teacher. Being an online teacher is really a special thing too. I just want to be a great teacher to all of my students online. I am loving the impact that I'm making with Teacher Biz and the teachers that I'm getting to know because I go really deep with my students. I really build relationships with them. I know them. I know their desires and what they're trying to build with their business. And I know their backstory and I know the businesses that they're trying to create. You know, I don't want to be the kind of teacher who has a million students and they're just names without faces. To me, I want to go deep with my students and know them on a deeper level so that I can help them to the best of my ability. And I think that's something really special in what I'm trying to build here in cultivating this community and how I want to show up for my students. So I hope Teacher Biz Blueprint is on your radar. Like I said, you can't sign up for it right now, but it will be opening up soon. And I do think that is your very best step that you could take if you're serious about leaving the classroom and building out your own business. Either way, whether you decide to learn from me or someone else, I want you to know that there is so much waiting for you beyond the classroom, that there is so much more that you could do, and that just because you've already ended up somewhere doesn't mean that that needs to be the place that you're going to be forever. It's never a straight line to success, my friend. It's always a loop-de-loo. It always swirls around and ends up in a place that's a little different than we would expect. That's definitely the way that my story went. And it's okay if that's the way that yours goes too. I know that you poured a lot into becoming a teacher. And maybe you want to stay a teacher. Maybe you want a teacher biz on the side just so you have a little extra money. Maybe you love teaching and that's where you're going to stay forever. And if that is you, I celebrate you. And I think that's beautiful. And also, if you're someone who's not as happy as you thought that you would be in teaching, that's okay too. It's okay. And I don't want you to feel like just because you invested in your education and you went through so much to become a teacher that you're wasting that if you decide to do something else. Because I had that feeling. I had that same feeling. And what I realized is that I am using my teacher education to run my business. I use it every day. I used my teacher skills in my business every single day. And it's just an evolution of being a teacher in a classroom to be running an online business. It's just a next step. And it can be the same thing for you. 
Okay, I know that was a little bit of a different one. I hope that my story was helpful to you. Even if you feel like it was an overshare, would you come over to my Instagram and let me know that? Let me know what you thought about this story and if you can relate to my experience or if you have any feedback for me. Do you want more stories like this or is it just too much information? Do you want me to stick to the strategies? You can find me on Instagram at teacherbiz. I encourage you to follow me there anyway because in 2024, I'm going to put a little bit more of an effort into showing up on social and experimenting with some strategies that I would love to pass off to you in a more strategic type of an episode. But for now, I just want you to know that you can do this, that there is so much available to you, that you have so much more potential that you haven't even begun to tap into yet. And I'm just cheering for you so hard wherever you decide to go. I hope that you enjoyed that episode and got something out of it today. And I hope you'll share it with a friend who will enjoy it too. I love when my friends send me good podcasts to listen to. So I hope you'll be that friend for someone else. If you are ready to get started on your own teacher biz, then I have a great free resource for you. It is the teacher biz starter guide, and you can get your free copy at teacherbiz.com forward slash start. That's teacherbiz.com forward slash start. And until next time, I'll be over here in your corner cheering for you. 